Welcome, everybody, to the Future Belongs to Creators podcast. I am Charlie. I'm joined by my regular co-hosts, Haley and Miguel. And I'm also joined today by someone I work with regularly in my side projects, and that is my creative VA, Chloe. Welcome to the show, Chloe. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. It's nice to have you here. I thought it'd be really good today to talk about how creators can work with VAs. It's been huge for me in the past, I don't know how long it's been now, Chloe. Has it been six months that we've been working together? Has it been that long? More than that, I think. Okay. Um, <laughs> because I, I was looking at your newsletters the other day and I looked back at the first one that I did and I was like, oh, it's been that many weeks. So I think it's been a little bit more. There we go. Okay, we've been working together for a while and it's been just huge for me in terms of running side projects and like doing all my creative things. Um, alongside my full-time job, like having a VA to help with some of the admin stuff, the uploading and like thinking about things that I maybe don't have time to think about has been huge. So that's what we want to talk about today because I feel like I'm convinced now I'm like a VA advocate for creators. I love this topic so much, especially because we just hired a VA on our team. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because Issa uh, on our team had trained her all last week and I got my first chance to connect with her on Monday. And I thought I was really um, prepared for it, but I was not. And, I'll, and and the reason I wasn't is because Issa has been working with someone who supports her for the last year mm -hmm. or so. So she's worked through all these kinks of things that she wanted to offload. And for me, I've been doing it totally solo for so long now that I really struggled to specifically say what I wanted her to take off mm. my hands. You know, I was like, well, how do you feel about this? What, is, you know, but I really struggled figuring out like what was going to, how she could support me the most. So I think this conversation is really timely because there are so many creators that have been doing this solo for so long and then enter in somebody new into the picture. And all of a sudden you're having to take things off of their hands, things that they are probably attached <laughs> to doing to some degree, you know? So I'd love to hear how you guys manage yeah, that. Yeah, Chloe, what, what are you, I mean, you don't have to talk about specifically me, but I know you've got other VA clients as well. <laughs> is that a common trend you see in people when they first get started working with you as they find it hard to let go? Yeah, definitely, definitely. What Haley said was like so common in, um, when I first talk to clients or potential clients, um, they often come to me and say, like, I know I want to offload, but I have no idea where to start or what I can, because I think especially if it's, uh, you know, you're self-employed or it's a side hustle. It's something that you've sort of nurtured for so long and you've done it yourself for so long and it's been a solo thing. I think it's really hard to offload those tasks that you're just so protective of and how you can offload them as well. So uh, something that I say to everyone is you need to make two lists. The first list is your skill set that you can't hand over. So that's your skill set that, you know, the thing that you sell, the thing that makes you talented and creative. Um, and then the other list is for everything else, basically. So even in those tasks that you do and are your skill set, there are likely still tasks around them that you can offload. Um, mm. Like Charlie knows, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, Charlie does the the brain side of it. And then I organize all the fluff around it. <laughs> I'm currently looking for a notepad. So you can pen, write this down. Because I have a notepad. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I need to be writing this down, but I, I don't have a pen. <laughs> so first task, get your VA to order you a pen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, no, you need I, to let go of finding your own pens. <laughs> Just let go. <laughs> okay, what I was going to say is I have been surprised at how much 
I could hand off to Chloe. Like there's the obvious things like, obviously Chloe can't film my videos for me, you know? Like my YouTube channel is Charlie Marie TV. It would be kind of weird if Chloe was the one um, making the videos, then it's kind of like, what's the point of me even doing anything anymore? Um, but I've been surprised to find at stuff like, I don't know, making images for Instagram and like for Instagram stories to promote videos, that sort of thing. I would have expected that to be a thing that I would have to do myself. But Chloe's really great at doing that and at writing captions and things like that, getting into the more creative side of things. So yeah, it's been like, um, I think it's one of those things where you start small and you hand off just a little bit. So for Chloe, it was like, you upload the video, you know, and like, maybe it's like, also, could you write the description? And then it just becomes more and more from there, um, which has been really cool. <laughs> I'm curious, Chloe, um, you have such a specific, like you are specifically a creative VA. So why, why do you choose to support creatives? Like what about creatives? Like what about your skill set? do you feel like really meshes well with with a creative and why do you think that creatives specifically need a VA? Yeah, that's a good question. So I started out doing just basic admin um, for people before I became a VA. So I was a PA for like 10 years for different people. And I always found myself in that PA role, no matter what role it was, that I would lean towards any creative thing that I could get my hands on in the company. So if there was a marketing team, I'd be close with them and like talking to them, you know, like ideas of them, that sort of thing. Um, so I always leant towards the creative side. Um, and through that, I learned a lot uh, with marketing and uh, even graphic design and just picked up little bits here and there. And I think that through that, I learned that creative people can take on a lot. Or, you know, you, you have a lot of ideas and like a lot of things that you just want to do. So having a VA to organize that or take off the extra tasks around it can really support creative people because they tend to have the same like similar to sort of mindset of, oh, I'll start this or, or this is a good idea and I'll, I'll do that. Um, so I think that having a VA to like sort of bounce off and discuss that with as well is really beneficial, especially if you've got a good uh, relationship with them and like you know on a slightly more personal level as well but yeah so I think that uh, I've picked up a lot of things along the way from the PA side as well because I think to be a VA whether it's to a creative person or if, you know a more corporate person more corporate uh, company there's a set of skills that you need to have like efficiency and time management and that kind of thing and I think a lot of creative people can let that fall by the wayside <laughs> to be um, blunt <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, which is fine because I do it to my own business as well that's the thing like it's an endless cycle so but yeah I think I just have a I've always been drawn to the creative side of any business um even when I was in more corporate roles so I just took the leap and decided to do just creative for the VA side I like that. I like that you chose that. Um, and I definitely like, as you were talking about with creatives, how it's important to have that more personal relationship. Um, that's what I've loved about working with you, Chloe, is I feel like we're just pals working on my business together, you know, and we just in Slack, we have our own Slack channel that, you know, I've got Chloe in how we like chat to each other throughout the day when stuff comes up. And like you said, I'll bounce ideas off you as well. Um, and for me, it's sort of made me feel like I'm not alone in running my business. It's still mine, it's still very much me, but there's someone else who cares about it now too, which is really nice to have because uh, that's something that as mm -hmm. a solo creator, you don't get a lot of the time. Yeah, that's definitely something as well that I love working with my clients about is that all of my clients, I care about their business kind of on a personal level because I get on with them so well. 
So it's kind of like helping a friend's business in a way for a lot of my clients. Um, and I think that finding a VA, that's quite important that you you do relate on some form of personal level because it just makes working together so much better. And, you know, they take more care. Um, you take more care for each other than each other's business. So, yeah, I, I definitely agree. I love that about being a VA and being oh, your VA. <laughs> <laughs> How many clients are you able to manage? Um, so it totally depends um, on the projects that I have going on. Uh, so I'll get sometimes clients contact me for like a one-off, uh, like, can you design a newsletter for me? And then I don't hear of them again. Or I have more regular clients like Charlie, um, a few other people that I have regular weekly tasks that I do for. So it does change pretty much on a monthly basis, mm. um, depending on what I've got going on. But the solid you know, regular clients that I have um, are about five. And then it changes from up to probably about eight, maybe nine, depending on what it is, what's going on. Um, so yeah, it is ever changing. And I do love that about it as well, because I, what I found in my old jobs is that I tend to get bored quickly. So mm, yeah. <laughs> being a VA with, you know, ever changing clients is, is really good. Yeah. Are there any like red flags? Like what pieces of advice would you offer to someone who's looking to hire a VA for the first time? What questions should they be asking? Um, is the number of clients, like, should you be asking that sort of question? Like how many clients do you normally have? Like how, how am I going to be supported? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious on, we obviously just went through this internally. So I'm curious how you, you might differ or agree with kind of like what our internal process looked like. Um, asking how many clients you have can be uh, you know, it's different for everyone. So someone could have 10 clients, but they do really small tasks for them mm. every week mm. so or every month. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not that's not always relevant um, to the VA. But I think just asking, do you have time capacity for this? And being upfront about how much time you'll need, because I've had experience and I've learned from clients who said, oh, you know, I'm just looking for um, Pinterest posts to be scheduled once a week, an hour a week. So I'll take them on and then it turns into, you know, oh, could you also do this? And like trying to add different things in. Yeah, it does depend on what the VA has and you need to be clear on what you actually want from them from the, in their time and what skill set as well. I think then you should get an honest answer, you know, or the most accurate answer that you need mm. um, instead of, you know, asking uh, how many clients you have because that could be different for everyone, I think. When I was um, first thinking that I wanted to hire a VA, uh, there was a few, seems like there was a few different avenues I could go down for, for this path, you know. There's services that are like VA services where you contact the company and the company gets like one of their people to do the thing for you. And I could see that really suiting some creators who have very routine things that they need done. And it's sort of like just a handoff, do this exactly, you know, go from there. But I knew that wasn't going to suit me because I wanted someone who basically like could think for themselves and like bring that into the process too. And I wanted to make sure I had a one-on-one connection with them rather than going through a company for it. But I'm curious for your thoughts on that, Chloe, about the, or if there's other ways of working with VA that perhaps I, I don't know about and what you'd recommend for creators. It's a big difference in what a PA and a VA is. So obviously PA is someone mm-hmm. who's contracted to work solely for that person or two people um, so they're basically at their beck and call to be there, you know, 24-7. Whereas a VA obviously is a contracted person who has other commitments and stuff like that. So these companies that have a pool of VAs and outsource them to clients, like you said, I think they are good for some setups. 
maybe some more admin based tasks I think because when you've got PA or admin experience there's a lot you know this it covers so much you can do so many different admin things even if you've not done them before generally speaking um it's easy to pick up but with the more creative tasks it's a lot to do with trust because you wouldn't want to hand over you know your YouTube login or your Instagram and commit into someone on a random basis who you don't know what they're creating is like or what you know what their design is like so going back to like having the personal um like friendship or like having a personal uh, element with a VA is really important um if you're a creative I think especially um like I said if it's admin it you know can tend to be a bit different maybe but I think they're good for some cases but for individual creators like you I think a separate VA scenario is the best setup for sure yeah I agree so Chloe um I have, I, that makes me think of something so thinking about somebody that's maybe starting to think about maybe needing some extra help. Is there a point where hiring a VA starts to make sense? Because I know some people, maybe they're starting out and their operation's kind of small, um, but is it when things start to become kind of unwieldy for that person? Because so a lot of the times it's, it's sort of a side business or maybe it's not their full focus. So at what point does it make sense for me to start considering using a VA as opposed to just kind of going it alone? For myself like is there a tipping point that you kind of see trend with your clients or it, when does that start to become a thing yeah i think tipping point is a good way to put it because um 90 of people that have come to me are at the point where things are starting to fall by the wayside um where they are one day managing everything fine they're keeping up all their socials and you know regular everything um and then the next day it's oh no i haven't you know, done this for a month or like something like that. And you just tend to like forget all of the tasks because there's so much. And especially nowadays when there's like so many different avenues of, you know, social media mm -hmm. or ways to like platforms and ways to promote your content. If I could advise to look for a VA before you get to that point, that would, you know, but that's yeah. not, it's not a perfect <laughs> world. So it's, <laughs> I don't think many people do that. They get to, pushing point and they're like oh no I've like not done this for a month but yeah so I think uh if you start to see a trend in you know the side tasks are taking up a lot of your time throughout the day or throughout the week then it's mm. good to start looking to outsourcing to the VA at that point instead of waiting until it gets crazy <laughs> I feel like things fell apart for me <laughs> Like before I hired a VA. Yeah. As Charlie's sitting yeah. here laughing hysterically, like, oh, you know, as she's talking about that. Yeah, it sounds all too familiar. I think too that um I feel like I was I was frustrated that I was it felt like I was wasting time on the stuff I was creating. Cause I was like, oh, I just want to be doing this and this other cool thing and this. But like if I wanna keep the audience building going, I've gotta put the time into like hitting upload, writing a good description that's gonna get SEO and, and all of that stuff. And I just was like getting angry at all those tasks uh, and like my side project's meant to be fun. And so why am I being frustrated about it, you know? And so, yeah, bringing on help was my way of keeping it fun and like keeping it possible on the side of my full-time job. Yeah. That's another thing as well. I think like, so say someone doesn't have a YouTube channel and they are thinking about starting it. Um, what I, a trend that I see a lot of people do is they'll start that project, realize they don't have time for it. And then it either gets, you know, left behind or they just are working way, way late into the night. So I think if you've got 
an extra side project in mind, like YouTube or newsletter, blogging, whatever it may be, thinking about hiring a VA maybe just for that task um, to help with that task is a great idea as well because if you've already got your week plan and your packed out week and you add something like that to it, it's not just a matter of filming the video and uploading it. Like Charlie says, it's, you know, SEO, it's thumbnails, it's getting it out there on each platform. There's so much to it. So I think before taking on projects like that, it's a great idea to look into taking on a VA. And maybe we should also cover that maybe you should be earning from your side project or have a plan to before you take on a VA. Like I always want to be responsible with the advice we're giving out and don't want creators who aren't yet like earning any income to feel like they have to have a VA. But yeah, if you've got if you've got the funds, then it's a worthy investment. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know, Charlie, that's that's something that you've said to me. You're like, don't put yourself in debt, yeah. you know, to buy a chair. Yes, Haley, well, that is something that know? Haley does often. So. <laughs> no, no, I don't put myself into debt. I buy chairs okay, often. Okay. okay, let's clarify that statement there. But I mean, if you have disposable income, right, and you're doing it, that that's that's a totally different story, right? And you're freeing yourself up to create the content that's, you know, you're planning to earn an income. That's obviously a responsible decision, but certainly if you're living month to month, maybe not. Yeah. yeah. If anyone listening has questions about uh, working with a VA or anything, drop them in and we can tackle them now because we have a question here from Soul in Harmony asking, what is a must have skill for a VA? Is digital marketing key or like what are the top five skills you recommend? We don't have to do specific top five, but Chloe, main, main skills that you should look for in a VA. Um, this is where I think VAs and PAs are quite similar because although the setup is different, I think the core skills are very similar. So mm. time management, I'd say, is probably number one um, because you not only have to manage your own self-employed business, like freelance contracting, whatever you want to call it, you have to also manage someone else's um, and whatever other clients you have. So time management is definitely key. Um, and I would say... What comes hand in hand in that with that is project management as well, because some people can only take on one project at a time and they want to put their full focus into that 24-7, whereas other people can take on several and manage them efficiently. So you need to know what you can take on in project management. So I think having organization and admin ability as well is really important, although it's a creative role to be a creative VA, you know, admin always comes into it, whether it's writing or organization, that type of thing. So yeah, I would say that those are the top things that definitely come hand in hand and are definitely necessary with being a VA, whether you're creative or not, for sure. And I guess for the rest of the skills, it'll probably depend on what you need a VA for, right? Like you're going to find someone who specializes in what you need. Yeah, that's the thing. Like being a VA is such a, has such a broad spectrum that it's quite difficult to narrow it down into, you know, a set of skills like uh, digital design or digital marketing. That might just be something that someone offers, um, whereas another VA might focus on calendar management. So mm. that's something that they would need. So it does totally depend on your client and what you're looking for. So I just want to ask, what are some ways that a creator can look out for these skills? The, the core ones you talked about, time management, project management. How can they know if the, the person they're considering hiring for as a VA has them? You know, angling questions around that sort of thing, like you would in an interview. Because essentially when you have a discovery call with a VA or whichever way they do it, it is an interview because you're proven, the VA is proving that they can mm. you know, help you with what you need. So I would say don't be afraid to answer questions that are typically 
typically asked in an interview um, because you want to make sure that the person is efficient at, you know, organizational time management, uh, whatever it is that you need. So angling questions around that is definitely a good thing. Let them prove it to you, you know, let them answer times that they had several projects on and what they did or what they do to organize each task that they take on, because I think that's a big reflection of whether they can actually manage it properly. Is this always kind of an ongoing partnership or can it be kind of a needs-based thing? So there may be like a launch coming up or I really need some extra help, but maybe on the day-to-day, I may not need a VA all the time. So maybe for a specific thing that's happening, I might contract somebody to help me with it. I guess what I'm trying to get at is if I'm thinking about a VA, but maybe I don't have a steady stream of work, but there are times where I have too much work. Is that something that a VA can help you with? Yeah, absolutely. That's actually, I think, one of the main benefits of having a VA because they're a contractor, they're not an employee. So you don't have to find things for them all the time. You're not paying them a, you know, a solid monthly rate unless it's a retainer. But if it's uh, ad hoc tasks, then a VA is the best option because you can just pick it up and, you know, drop it as and when you need. I would definitely, I think that's a great idea, but you would need to make sure and like, uh, confirm with the VA that that's something that they can take on because like I said previously there's some months are busier than others some some months you have more clients than others so yeah I think yeah that's definitely a benefit of having a VA is that you can pick it up and not use it when you don't need it. Yeah, I love that. I love the question that Ben asked. I think this is a really relevant question because a lot of times, you know, like that first step in doing something is you're nervous about it, hiring or bringing somebody that you don't personally know onto your team. And as you kind of described passing off your Instagram password or whatever it is, I have my feelings about this, but I'm curious what you think. Hiring a friend can be risky in any situation. Um, There are a lot of people that wouldn't recommend going into business with friends. And I totally think that's a basis on basis situation. You know, it's like, what's the dynamic with your friend? Um, Is your friend a VA? Because I would say if your friend was a a VA, then as long as you, they still, you know, treated you as a normal client, then I'd say there's not a problem because I think, you know, you get recommendations through friends and like other people's businesses. So I think that's safe. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, if it's just a friend that you think that can handle a bit of admin for you or something like that, I think that, that can come with risks. Um, so I think it totally depends on the dynamic that you have with this person. And having trust in a VA depends on their experience as well. Um, does this VA have experience in managing people's Instagram accounts or, you know, are they just starting out maybe? And do you like to see them have a bit more experience first? You know, it just totally depends on what you need and, the dynamics that you want. Hayley, you said you had your own thoughts on this. What, what would you answer to Ben's question? Which, by the way, for all the, the oh, audio listeners, Ben is asking, like, because hiring a VA is a, is a scary big step, would you recommend hiring a friend first or is that bad news? Yeah, I, I would say no-go <laughs> on the friend situation, uh, 100%. Sorry I think to any that, of Hayley's friends um, listening, she's not going to hire you. <laughs> yeah. uh, especially when it comes to remote work, I think that, I think it's really challenging when you have such a, re- a really close relationship and you're 
you have a close enough relationship to where their personal problems can become your personal Mm. problems. And if you have, if you need to pass something off, but you feel like you can't do it because you know a personal thing that's going on in their life, then that starts to really blur the line of what the expectations are and why you hired them in the first place. So especially if they're on retainer, right? Like you pass off certain things, you expect them to get done, but it'd be easy for a VA who is a friend to provide. And I I hate to call it an excuse, but to say, oh, I had to Mm. run my kid to the, this, or what something happened and came up. And as a friend, you want to say, oh, I totally understand. As an employer, you want to say something totally different, (laughs) right? You know, for the most part, Um, because the the, like really at the end of the day, the the lines could get blurry really easily. So I I don't I don't think it's a um, personally a, a great idea. I also think that you tend to hire people that are friends who have less experience. And Chloe, you kind of alluded to that a little bit, but you would hire somebody who is a friend who has less experience than somebody who's a more seasoned employee, you know, a seasoned VA. Um, and then you end up, you know, that ends up not being great for, for either of you, I think, or setting either of you up for Well, success. yeah, like we talked about right at the start about like what sort of tasks should you outsource I think that um, a professional VA, like someone who does this as their job, like Chloe, will be able to tell you what you should not be doing. You know, they'll be able to advise you on how you can best make use of them and like how you should work together. Whereas if you're working with a friend, then you're going to have to be the one determining that really, if they're not a VA, which it sounds like in in Ben's situation that they're not, not right now. Um, and yeah, that's just not setting you up for success in your first like VA experience either. Where do you recommend creators go to find a VA, Chloe? Like, where do people find you, most of your clients? I would say go with a VA as well, uh, which is Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) We have Chloe's Instagram to bring up on screen. She's Instagram.com slash Chloe and a VA. Go follow her. Plug, plug, plug. (laughs) Um, Thank you. Yeah, so um, a lot of VAs, there's a massive community on Instagram. And a lot of people, a lot of my clients and people that I talk to are on Instagram. And that's how they find me. The concept of a VA isn't new, but uh, the concept of it to a lot of people is new, Um, especially with the pandemic and a lot of people have had to make their admin staff redundant and the concept Mm -hmm. of a VA is becoming more and more popular. But if you were to go to Google and type in, you know, creative VA, I think for the most part, you would get um, blog posts explaining what is a creative VA or that kind of thing instead of actually finding creative VAs. So it's still kind of in that stage in the, on the internet of like people are still finding out what it is. So you want to go where the VAs are, which I'd say is social media, LinkedIn, Instagram, maybe Twitter, um, particular job, job boards as well. Because I think as well, social media and Instagram is great um, for choosing someone like a VA because it kind of acts as like a mini portfolio, especially if you're looking mm. for someone creative. Because, you know, it's kind of like, oh, hey, I'm a VA and this is what I make and this is what I could kind of do for you. So, yeah, I would definitely say Instagram has a great community of VAs um, and they're easily findable as well. I love that. You also have a great website. We've talked about this actually when we were searching for our uh, our VA on the brand team. Uh, we used your your site as a, we'd love to find someone like this. <laughs> 
<laughs> I hope I'm there. Yeah. But do you post, so you don't, do you don't post on like specific VA boards? Like you kind of leverage your site and leverage social media to find, to find your people or find, you know, push people from social media to your site if they want to learn or see more versus going to like a site where, you know, they have lists of VAs and you, you know, plug in the things that you're looking for, the inputs that you're looking for and they pop people out. Yeah. So for the most part, it is just connecting with people on social media. So um, if I see someone and I'm looking to take on a client, then I will reach out to them um, just in a friendly way, because I think social media is great for that. You can just connect with people so easily. Um, But with Charlie, for example, it was a little bit different. Charlie tweeted that she was looking for a VA. (laughs) And then my friend actually sent me Charlie's tweet, knowing that I had started this VA business. Um, so I emailed Charlie and that's how I found Charlie. So she mm-hmm. didn't find me and it wasn't social media. Well, technically it was. So yeah, that was slightly different. And I'd say if any VAs are watching this to not be afraid to reach out to people as well. Um, because even if it's just, you know, to make friends or be part of a community, join Facebook groups, whatever, getting yourself out there just to meet people is a great way to take, like find clients because mm-hmm. the more people you meet, the more people you know, and then you get passed on and, so yeah, social media is great for it. Um, but yeah, that's where I find most people. And if you want to um, see the email that Chloe sent me, I put it in my, I did a blog post about how I outsource and work with VAs and video editors, charliemarie.com slash blog slash outsourcing. Sorry, that's really annoying to read out loud. But um, yeah, you can actually see a screenshot of the cold email Chloe sent that like landed her this job. It was the best cold email that I've ever seen in my life. We did get a question from uh, Diana What's one thing uh, you wish those that hire you wouldn't do when you are working with them? Good question. That is a good question. I think I sort of touched on a little bit of it earlier where I said the difference between a PA and a VA. Um, I think when when you think that you need a VA, you should differentiate whether it's actually a PA that you need. Um, Because uh, I've lived and learned, taken on a client who, you know, they had a lot on their list and I thought, yeah, great, I could take that on. And when we started working together, it was definitely more of a PA dynamic that they needed because um, it would be last minute things constantly. So I would say if you're looking to take on a VA, definitely make sure that it's not a PA that you need because it is a different dynamic. Although they're very similar um, in roles, it's definitely a different dynamic. Yeah, whenever there's something that I want Chloe's help on that's different from what you know, we do normally, I'm always like, Hey, would you have time to do work on this? You know? So it's always like giving her the option to say no. Um, and you know, I've got to yeah. just realize that if she can't, she can't. And I, then I've got to do it myself, you know, cause it is that difference that like you said, Chloe, that's a good point. That's a really good piece, really good piece of advice. I think differentiating that, I mean, we've learned that, you know, probably that's why Tanya on our team ended up moving into a full-time position because her expectation or not the expectation, but just like the Mm -hmm. needs or the demands of her role really did require her full energy and effort. And so she moved into a full-time role because that's what, that's what we needed. And that's, that's the best way to respect. And I think that's probably what I'm really hearing you say is that you have to have mutual respect for you and your your team member, your VA. And if you start getting to the point where you're asking them to do certain tasks that are above and beyond what the expectations were set in the very beginning, then it's an abuse in a way, not an abuse of power, you know, because they're contractors, so you don't have power over them, but it's an abuse of the relationship. And ultimately it'll set you up for failure, you know, in the long term. We also had another question here from Soul and Harmony again, asking how long can the tenure for like a first time engagement with a specific VA be? 
when you're collaborating for the first time, you know, cause I guess it's scary to think about being locked in to working with someone and like being afraid if it's gonna work out or if you're gonna be able to afford it or, or that sort of thing. What, what do you normally see, Chloe? Yeah, I think that is dependent on each VA um, and what's in their terms and, you know, how they work. But I would definitely say there's nothing wrong with asking for a, a trial period um, where perhaps you just pay an hourly rate and, you know, hand over a few tasks just to see how they handle it and just see how you work together. You don't have to lock into a contract straight away. So, you know, it's kind of like taking on a temp um, mm. when, you, when you're hiring. You take on a temp and it's a temp contract and there's a few things that they do and then you, you see that they can do the job and that you're happy to take them on. Yeah, so I'd say, and to VAs watching this as well, I would say definitely um, don't be afraid to offer that as well, that like trial period for sure. I feel like the main thing I'm hearing in this that perhaps I didn't wasn't considering when you're thinking about outsourcing is you really do need to treat it as if you're hiring someone onto your team. You know, um, I've done a lot of working like outsourcing work before, whether it's been, oh, I need someone to edit this video. I need someone to design this thing, animate this thing. You know, they're more like a specific project. But when it's someone you're looking to work with on an ongoing basis, even though it's going to be defined, like we talked about the difference between PA and VA, you're still bringing someone onto your team. And so you need to take like the interview process seriously, ask those good questions like you called out Chloe to uncover their skills and yeah, treat it that way. Good advice. Well, do we have any last questions for Chloe or shall we wrap it up here? Is everyone going to go off and hire their own VA now? Have we convinced you? <laughs> Miguel, do you think you're at the point where you need one yet? Uh, I haven't reached the tipping point yet. Even even with your partner in crime out on paternity leave? Oh, you mean in you mean in my like normal job? I thought you meant in like my creative endeavors. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah. Steven cannot come back <laughs> soon enough. He's like my other half at ConvertKit, so he's been on paternity leave, and that's very exciting. Um, but uh, equally exciting, or slightly less exciting is when he comes back and it's a little <laughs> yeah. less crazy, but it actually hasn't been, it hasn't been too bad. I'm really happy for him. He's, he works really hard. Yeah, for sure. Well, I know what I'm doing after this call. I'm writing mm -hmm. a list, two lists actually. One, uh, things that uh, I can't pass on and things that I want to let go of <laughs> and that I can. Very excited. That was actually a great, a great little piece of advice. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, Chloe, for coming on and sharing all this wisdom with us. Um, I'm trying to find where's, here we go. Here's your Instagram on screen again. Everyone go check out Chloe, Chloe Anna VA on Instagram if you want more of her VA advice or to connect over there. Yeah. Thanks everyone for being here. Thanks for your questions, people in the chat. And we will see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Future Belongs to Creators. If you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe so that new episodes appear in your podcast feed every week. And while you're at it, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear what you think of the show. If you want to join us live for the next recording, you'll find us on ConvertKit's YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash ConvertKit every Wednesday at 1230 Eastern. This show, like everything we do at ConvertKit, is made for creators by creators. We're on a mission to help creators like you earn a living online, and we make software that helps you build and connect with an audience of loyal fans. ConvertKit is the best way to launch or grow your next creative project. So to start building your audience, go to convertkit.com slash free and create a free account. We're looking forward to helping you on your creator journey. Yeah.